At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plant, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, a weekly radio podcast where you can feel your knowledge void of cannabinoids and get your PhD in THC and CBD, because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest. Speaking flower to power for 28 years and founded Hemp Fest. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is veteran medical cannabis patient and activist, my old friend and comrade, L.V. Musica. LV is one of a handful of living members of a federal pilot program that annually supplies a few select Americans with medical cannabis. Yes, you heard that right. The federal government issues cannabis to a tiny group of patients while prosecuting others for doing the same thing. The Compassionate Investigational New Drug Program is a United States federal government-run investigational new drug program that authorizes a few patients to use medical cannabis, if you can even call it that, grown at the University of Mississippi. It's administered by the National Institute on Drug Abuse and began in 1976 after Robert, Robert Randall brought a lawsuit against the Food and Drug Administration, the Drug Enforcement Administration, the National Institute Institute on Drug Abuse, the Department of Justice, and the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare. Randall, a glaucoma patient, successfully invoked the common law doctrine of necessity to defend against charges of cannabis cultivation because it was deemed a medical necessity. Originally only available to patients afflicted by cannabis-responsive disorders and orphan drugs, the concept was expanded to include HIV-positive patients in the mid-1980s. The George H.W. Bush administration closed the program down in 1992. At its peak, 
The program had 30 active patients. According to activist author Clint Werner, Bush's closing of the operation at the height of the AIDS crisis precipitated the formation of the modern medical cannabis movement in the United States, and the rest, as they say, is hempstery. Elby Musica <laughs> uses cannabis to fight glaucoma in her left eye after going blind in her right eye despite having surgery. Musica was arrested for growing cannabis in 1988. At her trial, her doctor testified that she and she was acquitted. She applied and was approved to get legal cannabis cigarettes later that year. Elby was named High Times Freedom Fighter of the Year for 1992. She resides in the Eugene, Oregon area, and she's joining me today. Welcome, Elby, to Cannabis Radio. So good to talk to you, Vivian. Always good to talk. Awesome not work. only are we not only are we old friends, but we both share the distinction yeah. of being a high times freedom fighter of the year, uh, for whatever that's mm-hmm. worth. Um, mm-hmm. you've been using cannabis. <laughs> you've been using since cannabis since seventy five. How, how did you come to be introduced? How did you come to be introduced it's, to the herb? It is the most bizarre story I've ever lived. And what it is is I went for a general checkup shortly after a divorce, and the one thing the doctor said is, have you been under a lot of strain lately? Because I was much too young to be having those high pressures that are associated with glaucoma, which is usually an all-person's illness, and I was in my 30s, so that wasn't not me. But anyway, uh, it turned out that I really, really needed marijuana, and the doctor was really kind and told me, he says, if you don't start smoking marijuana, you will go blind. Those words have been seared into my brain, okay? Let me see that advice. I didn't know what that was about because I'd I'd never been uh, a a hippie or a pothead or anything like it at the time. Thank God you all straightened me out and changed my life. For now, I take responsibility for myself and care about my planet and about each other and all those good things that, that are attributed to our movement. We are caring, loving people. And we belong to every segment of this society. (laughs) Elvie, you're one of two living people, along with Irvin Rosenfeld, that still has Mm -hmm. a federal prescription to use cannabis. Mm -hmm. Tell us, Mm -hmm. tell us about the weed. Tell us about the weed you receive. How do you get it? What form does it come in? And what's the quality like? Well, first of all, there's a wild myth going around that that the DEA sends me big tins of marijuana every month. Nothing could be further from the truth. I do get a monthly supply when I go to Florida to pick it up, and that's what I have to do. And, and that was 300 joints for that month. And I usually pick up a six-month supply because I only want to go down there once a year if I don't have to go any more often. And then we send reports from doctors here to my doctor down at the University of Miami where this project has been from the beginning. By the way, Robert Randall most definitely testified at my trial and said that my story was a total deja vu of his. And he was incredibly instrumental, as was my doctor, and of course, Norm Kent, who represented me pro bono. I'll always love him for that. (laughs) Yeah. What's the weed like? The weed is Mexican seeds grown at the University of Mississippi over some metally heavy uh, soil, by the way because they're really concerned about my health, I'm sure. Um, but anyway, I've been on it, you know, since 1988, and 
And cannabis is just a miracle. It just will not allow bad things to happen to me. I am now in my late 70s, and I want you to know that there is not one aspirin in my house, and I have the arthritis, the scoliosis, the insomnia, all the things that go with old age, except I don't ever have the complaints because I definitely am 100% pain-free 99% of the time. So you actually get a tin, a round tin that looks like a small cookie tin with pre-rolled mm-hmm. joints that the that the federal government already rolled for you, right? Yes, they are uh, they, they they are grown at the University of Mississippi, and then they're sent to NIDA to North Carolina, and uh, and then they're rolled and sent to me in those tins. Well, so no, LV... I got to go to Florida to pick them up. Let's get that straight for once. <laughs> what a hassle. Uh, so you're yeah, blind. You're blind in one eye, and you tell me that you're losing sight in your other eye as well because of the surgeries doctors been performing on you, all in an attempt to prevent you from using cannabis. You got it. Here is the sad, sad tale about my life, and it is sad. I think it's so unnecessary, and it's especially sad because it's happening to millions of others, not just to me. But what's really sad is that cannabis really did work for me from the very beginning. And no matter what else they've tried, nothing else has. And I never, ever, ever lost any sight of glaucoma except maybe in 2012 when they sent me a bunch of CBD junk with no THC. And I lost some optic nerve then on the eye that was left. I have never lost any sight to glaucoma, not ever, for any reason. I lost all my sight in the right eye and a bit on the left hand too, but all because they wanted to keep me from cannabis, all with bad surgeries. I never had a surgery that sent me home with better sight than what I went into that hospital with, except when I lived in Colombia. As a six-year-old, I had four very successful surgeries in Bogota, but I have never had one here, ever. I have never gone that I didn't come out of that hospital with less sight than when I went in. And also, I wouldn't have had to have marijuana. All for that reason. So I am very resentful. You know, obviously, this is a real miscarriage of justice. One of many. We're condemning people to blindness. Do you know what that is like? I had very limited sight because I was born with congenital cataracts. But as I said, I had surgeries as a child that were extremely successful. And I kept, uh, I kept getting by and going to uh, school and got married and did uh, all the normal things. You know, um, until until the glaucoma really hit and they kept butchering my eye till they blinded me, period. I got a little side left in the left eye, and if it was up to them, that would be gone too. So LV, I'm not allowed to even have any more surgeries, period. So, LV, we got about uh, a couple minutes before the first break. You've traveled all over the world with cannabis. Many countries have yes. honored your federal prescription. But recently, Absolutely. on your way to the on the 13th of December last year, on your way to the Emerald Cup in mm-hmm. Santa Rosa, California, mm-hmm. which we both attended, you encountered mm-hmm. serious problems. What happened in two minutes? The TSA decided that all my belongings belonged to them. They kept my suitcase. They took all my Christmas presents for everyone. They took two months worth of medicine that I had to replace when I went to Florida. They just, and my clothes that were for the event, you know, I always try to wear cute little clothes that you have at Seattle Ham Fest. That's where I stock up. And, and all of that is gone. All I had was some 
a few items left in the suitcase, but none of the things I needed and none of my Christmas presents that I was to give or receive, none of that made it. And I can't find anyone to do anything with the orange cloud there on his new policies. Help. Well, so they, they stole your <laughs> possessions and they didn't give them back? That's right. They gave me an empty suitcase with a bunch of junk that was, you know, what was left that they decided they left. Here's the funny part. There was one box full of Bernie Sanders buttons with a pot leaf behind him. They didn't take that. <laughs> Showed up in did my they, did, did they give you an explanation why they took your stuff? No, there's not. They don't need one. It's um. First, she said there was new rules. With yes. I said, oh, you got new rules? And he said, no, 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 it's the same old rules. I said, no, I've been traveling for four decades all over the world, never mind this country, and I've never had this problem. Occasionally, I'm asked about it, and they look at it, and then that's it. I'm gone. No. Amazing. I, I've never had this problem, and it is four decades that I've been using it daily, for sure. Do you and think carrying it's it wherever I go. Do you think it's because you had cannabis? Oh yeah, that was that was good. That's why they took it. They took my tins, which carry a prescription label stating what it is and has all the information about what's in those cans, and they said it appeared to be marijuana. I guess they don't know how to read either. <laughs> Unbelievable! Wow. But it's been hell for me. It's just been because now I am heading for Australia and New Zealand, and I have no idea. Whether I should carry medicine, am I going to be robbed again? What is going on? And I can't get anyone to go take care of this for me either. Wow, that's crazy. I am speaking with mm -hmm. federal medical cannabis patient L.B. Musica. We're going to do something we always do, and that's the first pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws on HempResent. Hear a word from our sponsors, pay the rent, and come right back. Time to roll out for the people that let us HempResent. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads and get premier brand exposure. This is your opportunity. NCIA's Cannabis Caucus are coming this month to San Francisco, Los Angeles, Denver, Lansing, Michigan, and Philadelphia. Register today using promo code CANNABISRADIO20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million 
convenient smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Hemp Present with L.V. Usika. L.V., uh, we are now the old guard cannabis freedom warriors. So many have passed mm-hmm. away. Jack Herrer, Dennis mm-hmm. Perone, Joanna McKee, Dr. Mm-hmm. Todd McCurea, mm-hmm. Brownie Mary, Gatewood Galbraith, Cher McCullough, Richard Davis. Too many of the old warriors oh, to mention. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you better stick around. That's all I got to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Since you put it that way, I yeah. guess I'll have to. Um, yeah, you have no your, <laughs> No, no. LV, what's your assessment of this legalization model, as they call it, we have today? Is this legalization, in your opinion, or is this something else? No. This is a deliberate effort to destroy whatever progress we have made. I am horrified at what's going on. I don't know what it is, which scares me. Nothing scares me more than neo-nuns. I guess that's true of everyone, you know. If you don't know what's going on, it scares you, especially when it's as important as it is to me. If all of a sudden they decide I cannot even buy the stuff in a state where anyone over 21 can have it, um, then I'm in big trouble. But that's why I moved to Oregon. I left Florida because I had a feeling sooner or later I would have to deal with these issues. I never have trusted my government, and I still don't. And I certainly don't trust it now. You know, so, just... so it, now I think that the governor of Florida, DeSantis, just authorized smokable cannabis, uh, but That's they have yeah. they have a, but but they're treating medical marijuana patients terribly. There, I had a guy on not long ago who had two armored carriers like tanks show up at his house and they bust uh, his doors and windows out, and because he had oh one ounce God. of cannabis and he had a medical card. Uh, what what was wrong with Florida? Um, I don't know. That's why I left there in 2000 and have no desire to go back except to pick up more medicine. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I can't deal with the politics. It's just too much to be that backwards this late. As hard as I worked on that state back in 1988, I riled every Floridian up in every newspaper, every radio show that was to be done to the point that you all backed me up and got after the DEA and everyone else and made sure I became legal once I won my legal battle. You made sure that that happened, but that happened with the, the Florida supporters. So the the Floridians have it. The politics of Florida are beyond anybody's nightmare, as far as I know. I I can't deal with it anymore. I just don't even want to. Yeah, except I'll be there for a conference next month <laughs> for patients out of town. Yes. So yeah. so Elvie, speaking of traveling, you're traveling to other countries here in just a few weeks. Uh, is it mm-hmm. Australia and New Zealand, right? What do you have going on? Yes. Well, there is Mardi Gras in New Zealand that I've been asked to, to be a part of. And then there is a big one in Sydney that I know Jack used to go to back 25 years ago. You know, and I, he promised me he would take me there, but he never did. But maybe his spirit is working through some of my friends. Next thing I know, I got an invitation and I'm on my way. Are you talking about Mardi Gras, right? The Mardi Gras Festival? Yeah, 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 in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. 
Yeah. Um, and then the, the big uh, festival that they have every year in Sydney. That, like I said, Jack, I know, was going back that, in the 90s. And that's, to, is that the Nimbin Festival or something else? Yeah, no, yeah, that's one of them. The, the one in New Zealand and then the one in Australia is uh, it's just a big old get-together like we do in Seattle, you know. It's a big yeah, festival. Nimbin, Nimbin, Australia, I believe. But so, so, so you've been using cannabis all over America as well. You've done mm -hmm. a lot of marijuana mm -hmm. missionary work in terms of normalizing mm -hmm. at hotels, mm -hmm. hotels and motels mm -hmm. with the police officers mm -hmm. and others. Could you share a story mm -hmm. or two about what your experiences have been like being the only federal, uh, one of the only two federal legal cannabis patients? I mean, even the DEA agents don't know about this program usually, right? That's right. Majority of the people don't have a clue, and they accuse me of lying and everything. Oh, I think at the TSA was particularly funny because they actually had the nerve to accuse you, saying that I took that letter from my attorney, the little card that had my doctor's license, and whatever else I had around there that, that verified who I was, that I could have done that. I, this person with no sight that you have blinded, somehow gathered all these documents, went to a computer and made perfect copies of them. Isn't that amusing? Sure, it's amazing. <laughs> so they see your federal prescription and they, they say mm -hmm. you made it up, that it's not yes. real. Uh-huh, uh-huh, that's right. That's what Officer Baloney had to say about it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So LV, you, you said that you're in your late 70s your energy mm -hmm. level, your energy level is astounding. From where do you draw your strength? My cannabis. My cannabis is the only supplement that I'm really faithful about. Um, I do not take any other pills. Like I said, there's not even an aspirin in my house. And I have all the things that go with old age, but they are just not a problem to me. Cannabis controls all of it for me in a way that all I can do is make that smoothie every morning and, and say thank you to the creator. I mean, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for letting me find this miraculous herb you put here to take care of most of our physical and mental problems, and which, by the way, enhances spiritualism to no great end, as you well know. You get no argument you know, for me on that. No argument at all. No, because you open your mind and you start thinking and looking at it all, and you can't help but become more enlightened. You know, and, and your result becomes definite, clear. You got a responsibility. For me, once I got marijuana from the federal government, I knew I owed all of you something. And that's why I've been on the road ever since. Till I convince everyone I meet what this really is, to stop throwing this gift from the Creator in his face and throwing people in jail for it? What kind of insanity is that? It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. The um, and, and you know, they're still busting people in the states where it's supposedly legal, yes. and this time yes. the cops show up with guns, but it's the Marijuana Enforcement Division or something like that, oh uh, or some other name. For the same thing, and they mm -hmm. and 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 they've got cars that have the word marijuana on the side of their cop cars and stuff. Uh, this isn't is is this is this what we've been fighting for all these years? I I cannot believe what's going on on the on the fact that we are really when it comes to marijuana, we definitely are quickly becoming the number one police state in the world. Everybody else is becoming uh, accepting common sense. 
everybody, Canada, Bobos is totally legal. Mexico is totally legal. You know, Jamaica is. How many other countries? I don't even have a count of all of them. But the world is changing, but we refuse to see. And there are non blindnesses who will not see or let anybody else that wants to keep their sight see. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's uh, of course we. I have to say, it's it's great that people can go into a store in many states mm-hmm. and buy some pot, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. and not fear getting pulled over and arrested for it. And the dogs aren't trained for cannabis anymore uh, because it's not mm-hmm. a crime to have it in your possession. There's a lot of good things mm-hmm. to happening. But how do you feel about the fact mm-hmm. that there's still people rotting in federal prisons for selling cannabis? for growing cannabis when there's other people in other places doing it legally. No, you know my thoughts on that. I think you might remember a song I've done on your stage many times and it's called The War on Us. There's no war on drugs, there is a war on us. And, uh, and, and that pretty much takes care of, that is dealing with the arrest, the false arrest, the lives that we ruin uh, with the families that are left behind in shambles and the destruction of our society through this prohibition is humongous. When you have arrest, when you've given 25 million, million, million now criminal records, our God's gift to mankind, the best gift he ever gave us. It could be our home, it's our clothes, it's our paper, it's our medicine, it's our food. How dare you? You know? I don't know what we can do, Vivian. I just know one thing. That as long as as long as this isn't fixed, you and I will keep working at it any way we find possible to add to the to the numbers to turn in the right direction. And I don't know where to go now either. I have no idea what to do with the orange cloud there. It's definitely oh, yeah, over my well, head. I I <laughs> yes. What can what can we say? You know what? What can you really say about it? It's 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 pretty bad. So, Eldie, you're it's you're down good. in Eugene. You're down in Eugene, Oregon. As an old hippie, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite towns on the West Coast. <laughs> I, I love Eugene. Yes, it is sweet. Um, I love Eugene too. We, we've got about a minute till the next break. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any support? Do you have a support network in in Eugene? Are people helping you? Well, you know, it's a funny thing. We have changed all kinds of laws. We're active and all that. But you try to find the groups to work with, good luck. I got lucky for a little while. They were meeting at this place called uh, a pizza place on the corner of where I live. And it's a huge place. It's a great place for meetings and that. And But now they're not meeting there anymore. So, no, I'm not really connected with activists in my own town. It's how ridiculous is that? <laughs> well, we're going to see if we can change that, uh, LLB. Yeah, That's all I, I got to say. I would like to work. I'd like to work with some people that we can accomplish a great deal more than I can because my means of communications are really stagnant. I don't do your computer. I'm not too sure about this iPhone half the time. I don't know. Well, <laughs> well you can't get rid of me. Elvi, <laughs> <laughs> you are a gem, and we gotta we gotta keep polishing you. Uh, I am talking to Elvi Musica, federal medical marijuana cannabis patient and longtime warrior for freedom and truth. Uh, we're gonna take our uh, uh, next break and then come back with our final questions for Elvi Musica. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose, we're coming right back. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads. Make genuine business connections and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. 
Register today using promo code CannabisRadio20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint the business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back for our final uh, thoughts with LV Musica. LV, on the break here, we, we spoke briefly, and you gave me permission uh, to give out your phone number to anybody that wants to talk to you, especially to people in your area who might be able to help support you. Uh, mm-hmm. And that number is 916-320-9052, 916-320-9052. And you also hope people will... Uh, call their representatives, their national representatives to support Congressman Blumenauer's H.R. 420, mm-hmm. the Regulate Marijuana-Like mm-hmm. Alcohol Act. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a start. That's a start getting it equal to alcohol, even though it's safer. Um, but if you mm-hmm. can, if you can, you know, have a drink at a bar or, or a club or in your backyard or on the patio of a restaurant, you should be able to smoke pot like that. Right. We we can kill a million people every day of our lives with nicotine, but we're not allowed to use our joint. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I walk down the street uh, all the time, and people blow uh, tobacco smoke right in my path. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've never smoked mm-hmm. a cigarette in my entire sixty years of life. Oh. But I, I can't smoke that a bad joint. Karma. I can't smoke a joint Somebody on the sidewalk. Somebody help me. No, no, you're, oh, and I live, oh, well, me, get this. I now, of course, live I, with some public assistance in this apartment that's now affordable because of the public assistance, okay? Otherwise, it wouldn't be. It was higher than my Social Security check, all right? But anyway, I can do that, but um, I am not supposed to smoke anywhere near the premises where I live. I'm not supposed to use my medicine Exactly what does that mean? Yeah, in my state here... Is it legal? Elvie, in my state, which is supposedly legal, if you're in public housing Mm -hmm. or a lot of renters, Mm -hmm. depending on your lease, or Mm -hmm. if you're a tourist, a tourist, or if you're homeless, Mm -hmm. you can buy all the weed you want. You can buy an ounce a day, but there's nowhere to legally smoke it. You got it. So well, I I, I call it commodification or or, or commercialization. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, LB, our Mm -hmm. time is up. I could talk to you forever, my darling. 
Uh, I just yes, want to tell you how like. much I love and, and love you, and I hope to see you soon. I hope maybe we'll get you back up to Seattle Hemp Fest this year because we always love hosting you, and we'll talk about that. Um, you take yes. care, my good uh, my good friend, and we'll talk to you soon. Keep up the wonderful work, Vivian. Don't you ever give up. There's nothing well, you're, in your lows left. <laughs> you are, you're one of the inspirations for my perspiration, LB. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> All right. Okay, All right, me. take care. Take I'm going to get to a weekly Bye. feature of Hampersent on Cannabis Radio. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. People think it's legalization. It's being sold as legalization, even though it's the opposite of legalization. And that is the late medical marijuana pioneer, Dennis Perone, speaking about Proposition mm-hmm. 64, the Adult Use of Marijuana Act, which passed in California in 2016. That includes mm-hmm. this installment of percent on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, and all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hemp sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence increase the peace and pro- promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity because when it comes to prohibition you have the right not to remain silent activism requires a voice so find yours speak up for justice because mm-hmm. resistance is fertile and when it comes to prohibition don't repent Represent. Until then, my friend, stay strong, stand tall, talk it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Somebody, please email me. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Sticker Bush and sung by a much younger version of myself when I could get my words out right. Turn up the music, Meister. Out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. American Giant makes great clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, and more right here in the U.S. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order with code STAPLE20. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Code STAPLE20. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.